Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. This is us. I'm here with Rich Barron, my partner. I'm Michael Bailey. We are here to talk about leadership. That's what we do here at Mainline and Executive Coaching, leaders, leadership, acting, action, and cultural transformation. That's what we bring to you. Day in and day out may not always be consistent, but we're here. We're, we're here. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, we have a lot of fun doing this, and we've got one that's I think it's really actually pretty fun and insightful for you folks today. And that is this idea of leadership. Is leadership a lifestyle, or is it a life sentence, or is there something in between here? What is that all about? When you really commit to being a leader, a leader of an organization in particular at the higher yes. levels of that. Can be uh, can be a significant responsibility. Can we say that? And there can be a lot of challenges and a lot of difficulties, a lot of things that that go on. And how much of your life and is taken up? Somebody say it's just business, right? Rich, it's just business. I'm going to say to you, it's not just business. It's the culture. It's the culture and the expectation of the culture about how leadership should behave, yes. what they should do, how they should show up, and what it is that and how they work those things out. And it can be drastically different from one business slash culture to another. So let's begin there. What is it uh, we want to talk about specifically about lifestyle or life sentence? You know, maybe even life balance. You know, where's the the life balance in some of this? Um, I want to start out reading a little bit out of uh, John Matone's book, Cultural Transformations. Now, I'm not going to mention the name of this CEO. that he's talking to as we don't have that permission, but in, in this book, he, he, he is um, interviewing this particular CEO and he asks this person, he says, do you have a balance in your life? And the question, uh, the answer for that question was, no, I don't think it's realistic to have a balance in this role. In fact, a friend of mine who runs another company was asked the same And she responded that being a CEO is a lifestyle. I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Because as CEO, you're always on. You have to be careful what you say because you're presenting more than your own opinions. And it's interesting stating that she's, they're always on. Always on. And so John goes on to uh, ask, ask this person, would you describe yourself as happy? Or would you use another word? 
And the response to that question was, I'd probably describe myself as centered. There are plenty of times when I feel happy, but the feelings can be fleeting. It's an interesting comment about that. Times I, I, I'm centered, but there are times I think I'm happy, but those feelings are fleeting. And uh, I, I think that's that's an interesting comment based on that, because I can tell you, Michael, in my own personal experience, in my own personal uh, career, uh, I was in a position that I needed to be available 24-7 for, you know, the market that I was I was uh, heading up, which was essentially the entire Intermountain West of the United States. And because of that, uh, I literally had a phone with me 24-7, Michael. I, it was on 24-7. It was on by my bedside at nighttime. It was on me all the time. If I was on vacation with my family, it was always with me. Um, there are even times like on Sundays when I'd go to church with my family and I would get a phone call, my, my phone a buzz in my suit, you know, pocket. And I would get this, just look for my wife, like, you know, enough's enough. You know, in, in one particular time, I, I can tell you that I was on a family reunion and we, we'd gone to Disneyland and, uh, there was some things going on, uh, started going on while I was away that became very important for me to be involved in, but yet it became absolutely time consuming. And my kids to this day will, will tell me how much they disliked that vacation simply because I was not present. Uh, my, my older sister, cause it was a family reunion, took a picture of me and sent it to me and I was sitting on a on a bench there at uh, Disneyland, and I had my phone. I was talking on my phone, and she said, well, here's Rich on his vacation, essentially. But the thing is, is I loved what I did. I loved the products. I absolutely believed 100% in what we provided and uh, the customer service that we were providing and, and believed that I needed to be available for all of my you know, employees. Um, and it took a toll. Yeah. It took a toll on me. Um, health wise, it took a toll. Stress wise, it took a toll. Um, my family, my wife was never, you know, every, every time I had that phone or if it, there were times to go off in the middle of the night and uh, customers be on the other line. I can't reach the account managers. We're, we're in need. Can you help us? And so I'd go to work. Didn't matter what time. You know, a day it was. So this, I understand in a way that it, it, a lot of people think that the leadership position that you're in becomes your life, your lifestyle. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways it becomes a life sentence. You know, I've never told you this before, but um, I was in a similar kind of position running uh, a number of of coaches and training people. And I did that for several years. And uh, it it had its toll on me as well. Uh, we handled hundreds and hundreds of clients. And I was the guy at the top of the pyramid to make sure all these things were happening. And for me, at some point, 
I love doing what it is that I did. It was great. I got a great acceleration out of it. Great. You know, a lot of juice out of it. At some point, I decided um, I saw the same kinds of things going on with my family and my wife. And at some point, I just made the decision that this is insane. Yeah. And and for me, that insanity moment of insanity brought kind of a clarity of um, it is unrealistic for me to expect to uh, be not just responsible, but 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 connected to everybody. That's yeah. not that's not feasible. I mean, that's almost like you're God or something. That's not yeah. real. And so when I reorganized my company, I set it up very differently. I set it up in such a way that there were levels of accountability. And the whole thing that was for me that was absolutely essential was I had to have absolute trust with these people. If that was questionable, uh, they could not be there. And so I found, uh, working really hard, we found some great people that were like absolutely trustworthy. And they were not trustworthy and like, just do what I tell you to do. We talk about this a lot. You know, just do what I tell you to do. They were trustworthy in that they were dutiful, which is great. But they were also very proactive. They were also very uh, innovative in taking the responsibilities. They just didn't own it. They really claimed what it is that they did. They did a marvelous job. I mean, they did a job at doing things that I was not particularly good at, but they excelled at. Yeah. And so the change in culture for me became between uh, changing out of being just kind of a, uh, you know, a work mule to to now changing to a kind of a place of this is going to create more synergy. It's going to create more dynamics. It's going to create more opportunity. It will create much more success. You may have had a similar kind of thing that you worked out at some point, but I do know that the idea of if, if you're if, if it is becoming a life sentence, that is a bad place to be, and you are not you are not really uh, you're not really leading. You're being driven. That's that's just a fact. Yep. Very unhealthy. It's bad for your relationship. And, you know, and you see it a lot of business, and can yes. they they justify it that it's just business? I don't believe that. It's culture. It's culture. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of stuff, ways that you can approach culture. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff in our, in our for instance, I was watching uh, a video. We talked about this earlier where this this fellow said, you know, they tell women today in business, there are three lies they tell them. Well, this is going to be interesting what that's about. It said when they're going to college, they're saying your education to get a great career is everything. Then once you get the career, then it's like you got to keep that career going because that's everything. And then eventually is your career is above everything else. This is it. This is yep. this. Is it. You have arrived. And he said, it's statistically what's interesting that a, sig- a significant group, uh, a number of women, their late 20s, even before their 30s. Have a change of heart and they start saying, no, it's not that it's really I want a child. Or I want children. I want a family. family. They start shifting out it and see, the point is this, which is right, which is wrong. There's no I'm not there's no judgment here. I mean, I, I, I'm not anybody's judge. What it is, I want to make a distinction here is this, that they were told that was reality. That is not reality. That's culture. Yeah. Sometimes we get confused between what reality is and what culture is. And uh, and, and culture can be a trap. It can be a mind trap. And so to be able to, you know, to be able to say, okay, this is the culture. 
this is reality and which way can i align my reality to a culture that really you know is as me is my values is my principles is key Kobe talked about this a long time ago he said do you have your ladder against the right wall you may have the right ladder yep. <laughs> you never said yep. quite you may have the right ladder it may have all the the rungs up there you know to get you to yep. the way you want to go but it may be against the wrong ladder I mean, it's yeah, the, the wrong the wall. wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. you get the wrong wall, it will eat you and your ladder for lunch eventually. Yes. So that's that kind of thing of coming back to, okay, it, it, it's, I'm, I, I love this industry, right? I love this industry. However, is the business that I'm getting, it, it getting connected with, does it have the right culture? Maybe the right industry, but it may be a bad culture. Yeah. You know, and it was interesting. Looking back at this, Michael, I was never required to. Mm-hmm. No one ever told me I had to be same here there twenty four seven. You know, it was it was something that I felt personally. I need to be. Yep, I need to be available. <laughs> I need to be present. But the yeah. problem is, I was present in the wrong place. I really was. Did I? Did my phone ring every single weekend? No. Did it ring every night? No. But yet I still felt I had to have that there. I had to be available. Uh, even though I had a phenomenal team, very good team, uh, you know, people that could very capable of taking care of their business. I always felt I need to be there. Do you remember that movie Robin Williams was in about Peter Pan? Oh, Hook. Yeah. Hook. Hook. I mean, he was that guy. He was the guy, yeah. Always hey, had the phone. Always had the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 you know the whole thing is my kids actually talk about being at Disneyland, the happiest place on earth, but not for dad. They actually said that <laughs> during this vacation. And so was I present for my family during those times? No. Did what well, was what I was doing at work or for work at that time? Did that really make? A phenomenal difference in the success of the company. No, no, it didn't. We were very successful, regardless. The thing is, is it's important to be present in people's lives, the people around you. Give them your time and energy and everything, and that includes uh, family. When it's time for family, be there for your family. When it's time for work, be there for your work. Be there for your career. You know, it's just like the CEO said, do you, are you happy? No, I'd, I'd say I'm centered. Happy is fleeting. So in reality, I, I think you need to really discuss with yourself. Is it truly worth it to give my life 100% to my career? Yeah, what do you really want? Yeah. What is it you really want? What do you really value? What is what really matters to you? Yeah. And, and that's and that's a difficult thing because most I'm going to tell you, leaders, most of you will not take the time to do it. And that's based upon our experience, not just our experiences, but many, many other coaches experiences. You know the right things to do. You know, get your values down, get your mission down, get your core purpose down, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um but it's a completely different thing when you actually have somebody working with you to help you figure it out, to question you. Why why this why this value in this position? Why not this value? 
How do you actually live that? Tell me a time that you actually lived it. How did that work out? What what happened when you abandoned it? Really making those queries about, you know, making you think deep and hard about these things so that you can really have a chance to sort it out. Because in that, that sorting process, what you really find is, well, what you may have done, you may have done this, is that sense of resonance about who it is that I am, that, that yeah. core centering kind of thing. And and well, and there may not always be happiness to it, but there is a sense of peace about it. Yeah, you know that this is, and I'm good with that. And but but without that peace, what you have is anxiety. Yes, anxiety will eat you up one way or another, whether it comes through in you know ulcers or cancers, or a friend of mine kept hurting his back. Because he didn't, you know, to keep things rashly or relationships breaking up, you're being estranged from your children and your family. There will be yeah. a there will be a heavy toll on that. So you can do what you want as a great leader. You can become an even greater yeah. leader once you've got that alignment and you adhere to it, not just play at it, but you adhere to it. This is who I am and this is how I live. That's the distinction between great leaders that are not just great leaders, but also great, great people. You know, it's about yes. this. You know, we're talking about legacy earlier. It's like, well, I want to leave a legacy. This is before we got on here. We're yeah. talking about a legacy, and you know, I want to leave a great legacy. Well, you know, the greatest legacy that you can leave, leave, uh, leave behind is this: is the legacy of the kind of leader that you were. They, you know, this is I am this leader, and it's not aggrandizement. It's like you know, you know, build a little gold statue. Of it. It's like the invitation is you now become the greatest leader that you can become yeah. to take care of these people. These, yes. these livelihoods, the customers, all on and on, become that one, become that one, not just the legacy of what you did, but. Who, yeah, who, who came behind you? Yeah, who came behind you? What did, a, what did you leave? It's a battle of doing yeah. between, you know, what I did rather than this is what I became. And this was because I became that I was able to do this. And that's where they put, you put yourself in the position of being the servant leader. That's the distinction. And that's a huge distinction, I think. Yeah. You know, and here's here's a, the thing. Have you ever walked through a cemetery? And tell me any time you ever saw on someone's headstone, man, they were a kick-butt CEO. As an operational manager, Bob was phenomenal. Yeah. You'll never see that. You know, no one's going to put that on your headstone because that's not what you're going to be remembered for. That might be on say, the little funeral paper that they, yeah that might that might be in the obituary be in they were stone. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> best ceo ever you know they never did anything but work um but you know it's all about beloved father beloved husband beloved wife you know and really so what legacy do you need to leave behind and there's more i, I got to tell you there's absolutely more to leadership because leadership doesn't just encompass who you are at work. It encompasses every aspect of your life. Are you a leader outside of work? Are you a leader in your community? Are you a leader with your family? Are you uh, are you leaving a legacy for your children? Are you you know that's that's the most important thing about that and maybe teaching them work ethic, great work ethic. And also that, that's giving other people people the opportunity to lead. Yes, Sometimes absolutely. the greatest yeah. thing the leader can do is to step back and let that other person yeah. take the lead. That's yeah. that's a that's a, that's that's a leader that's got some real wisdom. Yeah. Sometimes it's good just to sit down, and shut up, and pay attention. Yeah, Watch. and I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I would I would love to go back in time 
to that family vacation at Disneyland and changed that whole dynamic. Because to this day, they'll still tell they'll still tell me you weren't there. I would love to go back and spend that time with my family as they were growing up versus being so concerned. And so, and I remember this time, I was so worried about, concerned about these certain aspects that were going on at work that the time with my family didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And now I regret that, that, you know, and how many other times did that potentially happen but that I missed? Heartbreak moments. But here's the thing. We were great. We had 100% customer retention for 13 years straight, operated a true 5.67 Sigma. My turnover was basically non-existent, had phenomenal uh, customer relations, run all sorts of community awards for the company, voted greenest business uh, out there. And But in the end, you know, the company was sold. And I still, I'm, I'm still the person I was. So, what legacy, what legacy are, are we truly wanting to leave behind as a leader? And it's in your hands, leader. It's in your hands, and it's and and not only, yeah. and not only is it essential for your to have a good life balance. It's it, you know, longevity of your of your life too. How long you're going to live? absolutely depends on your personal well-being all right there you go you got an earful today absolutely (laughs) and you know michael before we're done here i want to say reach out to those listeners that we have in in uh turkey and syria uh the earthquakes that have gone on over there um a horrible situation my heart goes out to you people, and uh, God bless. Thanks, Rich. That's good. All right. That's it for today. See you again next time, and you know how to get a hold of us. Yep. You know how to get a hold of us. And I'll tell you what, take some time out of, out of work <laughs> and call us, executiveleadersactilec.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right, folks. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.